This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Welcome to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. This is episode number 11. I'm Jack O'Brien and with me I have Daniel Gibbs. Daniel, how are you today? G'day, Jack. Going very well, thanks. Great. This is going to be fun. Well, let's let's dive straight into it. Today, we want to talk about the concept of $10 an hour, $100 an hour, and $1,000 an hour tasks. Can you give us a bit of an insight? You know, we've seen the episode title. Can you tell us what that actually means? Yeah, well, Jack, I remember a time a while back when I became so consumed with busying myself with Work that matters at the clinic, at our clinic, and we had a, have a very busy clinic and there's a lot going on at any one time, but me as the business owner, a lot fell on me. You know, I found myself going out there to get magazines, for example, filling the, replacing the water and the flowers, uh, you know, doing the stock ordering and all of those tasks that are really important to improve the, the flow and the run of the clinic. However, it really came down to what's the most important thing that only I can do. And that's where I had to start putting value on my time. And I heard this, I can't remember where I heard this from, the concept of $10 an hour, $100 an hour, $1,000 an hour work. But I'll explain it like this. Often, what we can do is give our tasks to people to do and it, it $10 an hour work. It's $10 an hour work. All that stuff that we busy ourselves with. I mean, Jack, do you find yourself doing $10 an hour work? Well, it's easy to fall into and um, it's the simple stuff. It's the mind-numbing stuff. It's often the stuff that we can procrastinate doing. Um, so I assume just to pick into that, you're referring to $10 an hour. That's what kids at Macca's get paid, right? It's the stuff that you could literally pay the 14-year-old pimply-faced teenager to do. Is that what you're referring to? No offence to pimply-faced teenagers, of course, but... Uh... <laughs> For all those listening to the Clinic Growth Podcast. <laughs> it's, it's the alliteration, obviously, with the $10, $100, uh, $1,000. But if we think of it as a concept of you could pay someone peanuts to do that sort of work, Right. And sure. although you may value yourself as the business owner and really you're the only one who can get this right and if you don't order the right magazines uh, or if you don't <laughs> do those things properly, yes, it could uh, come back and bite you later on. But the concept here of good systems around simple processes lead to better systems around more complex processes. Uh, the $100 an hour work is the work that you do as a therapist, the work that you do as a practitioner. It's the stuff that you can do to actually generate money on the day. So you consult, you get paid, and you classify that as your $100 an hour work. Now, we often spend... That's, that's a really important... Sorry, that's a really important insight there. The $10 an hour tasks don't generate any extra revenue, Right. $100 an hour is the stuff that will generate you money today. That's right. And although those $10 an hour tasks are important for the running of the business, they don't generate income. The $100 an hour uh, does generate income. However, it's today's income. It's a, for a lot of people, it's swapping your time for money. There's a ceiling on how much you can earn there. Uh, and really, we want to make sure that we're working effectively in that time, block booking appointments, protecting our diary, make, sureing, make sure that we're zoning our diary correctly to be able to accept those type of consultations. The $1,000 an hour work, this is more about those strategic partnerships that you're creating with people uh, and the things that you're doing with regards to improving uh, your business as a whole. So, for example, Jack, if you would meet with a strategic partner, perhaps a, a local gym owner, and then that 
leads to a partnership where you get a whole lot of referrals to your clinic, then effectively that one-hour meeting could be worth $1,000 to your clinic. So that's our $1,000-an-hour type work. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, And to expand on that example there, if you're meeting with a referrer who sends you one client, you spend an hour meeting with that referrer, and that one referral is potentially worth $1,000 to your clinic. Literally, if, if your average appointment fee is $100 and you see that patient 10 times over their lifetime, that one hour with your referrer has generated $1,000 worth of income into the future, not right at this point. And not to mention the referrals from that client for other clients mm-hmm. that could be coming to your clinic as well. Such and an interesting the, the flow observation. On that goes from there. And, uh, you know, $1,000 an hour work, I'm not, it, I mean, that's esoteric again. It's just one of those numbers that we pluck out of the air. But it's a, it's a representation of the work that you do on your business is actually valuable, even though it doesn't generate income for you now. And we are talking a lot about dollars here. And Jack, you've got to understand, um, $1,000 an hour work in my mind is actually creating a great experience for your clients, for example. So if you were to spend that time implementing, like what we did in our clinic, uh, a simple cup of herbal tea, and in that hour, you can sort of conceptualize, okay, we're going to get tea, we're going to serve herbal tea at our clinic, and this is how we're going to present it. And then if that leads to someone going, wow, this is great service, or as it did for our clinic, if that leads to the tea supplier saying, hey, can we see you? Because if you're willing to serve this quality tea, you must be really good podiatrists. I mean, that what you're doing is you're effectively implementing a service for your clients that builds your reputation and also has people talking about you when they're at home with their friends and family. Wow, I had a wonderful cup of tea today at the podiatrist. Uh, I, you know, oh, wow, mine doesn't do that. Maybe I should see yours. And that yeah. then also leads to further things. So I'm talking about systemizing the operations of your business to create great client experiences and do that consistently because that's really important. When you get that right, the business grows off the back end. But we're also talking about the, the external marketing, getting yourself out there, you know, trying to generate those new clients. It's Obviously, the cost of acquisition is a lot higher than the cost of retention uh, for those clients. But uh, effectively, uh, the work that you do on your business, although you're not earning that income now, it pays off over and over again in the future. And that's why we call that $1,000 an hour work. Okay, so you've explained to us there what it all is, but how does that work out practically? Let's put ourselves in the shoes of a podcast listener here who is a clinic owner. They're torn between, do they see clients today to keep the cash flow coming in today, or do they spend the time on the, in inverted commas, $1,000 an hour task? Daniel, you've been able to do this in your clinic um, very successfully. How were you able to prioritize and split your time across $100 an hour tasks, aka seeing patients? or $1,000 an hour tasks, such as your herbal teas and your welcome room chairs and your clinic app sequences and your referrer meetings, all of these important $1,000 an hour tasks. How do, you, how do you do it? Number one, it comes down to protecting your diary and zoning your diary accordingly. I used to put team meetings into my diary, but because I was booked up so far in advance, that half an hour that I'd reserve for a team meeting, I would go, hmm... I could probably put a client in there and make a little bit of extra money uh, and maybe we could reschedule that team meeting for later. I didn't really have anything that I needed to say anyway. But when I had a performance review with my team and I asked their, their feedback on how they enjoyed working at our clinic, the one thing they all said 
was they don't like it when team meetings are rescheduled or cancelled at late notice. Now, thinking of a team meeting, how could that be worth $1,000 an hour type work? When, when the truth is, it cost, well, it costs you in their employee time at the time, right? It doesn't make it, you money. It, it does, money. and it's hard to justify that. If I'm going to get everyone together for a team meeting, oh, no, does that mean I have to pay everyone? Right. I mean, a lot of people ask that question. It's the wrong question to ask. Right. What's the cost of not having that team meeting? Right. Think about the culture, getting everyone on board. Think of uh, those things that, that engage your team to be able to deliver those great experiences. If you're not meeting regularly, then you know, that, that time is really valuable. But I didn't get it. It didn't go through my thick skull at the time. And, uh, and I would book a, a patient in there. But realizing, recognizing in your diary what is $1,000 an hour work and actually zoning out time for it and making sure you respect it so that you're not replacing $1,000 an hour work with $10 an hour work. You're not replacing, oh, I could go and meet with this uh, potential referrer, for example, but instead I'm going to just collect the mail from the post office. You know, Whatever the, whatever the case is, um, you, you want to make sure that whatever you zone your diary, you respect it and you, you recognise that that is time that is actually really valuable time and, uh, and make sure that you hold true to that. It's an important distinction, I think, Dan. And, you know, also we want to consider the the cost of getting someone else to do it versus doing it yourself. When it comes to checking the mail or changing the flowers, that's something that you can pay someone else if they're, you know, if they're an Aussie, you might be paying them $20, $25, $30 an hour as a reception activity versus you being able to bill clients or even better, being able to generate more referrals. Yeah, I've heard of people who, and I actually did this myself as well, I would actually read every report that my practitioner was writing before it got sent out of the clinic. Such wonderful intentions, Daniel. <laughs> I just wanted it to be, I wanted it to represent our clinic well. I wanted it to be worded correctly. I wanted it to be succinct and to really um, reflect our values in the care that we offer our clients and, and all of that. But what I realized was I've got to let go of that. I've got to let my practitioners be practitioners. I've got to let them have their own authority. I've got to let them actually represent themselves as well as our clinic. Uh, in the writing that they did. And I realized that's not really effective use of my time. So it, it comes back to if, if everything has to go through you as the business owner, then you become the bottleneck. The business is only going to grow as far as you personally can take it. Right. And let me tell you, even if you're really effective, you've got to let other people do the work. I mean, Richard Branson, he has hundreds of companies that he owns, seven of them are billion-dollar companies. So the only way he could do that is if he let other people run things uh, and you know for us with one or, or perhaps two businesses or, or one or two businesses across multiple locations you really can only get to that level if you let go yeah it's absolutely true so I think that that story of how it's been able to put been able to be put in practice in your practice um, is really interesting and so the challenge off the back of this episode is to make sure that you maybe write out a list Daniel would you suggest three columns and define everything that happens in your clinic that fits under ten dollar an hour work one hundred dollar an hour work and one thousand dollar an hour work we would love to, to see that so if you could do that when you finish uh, maybe you're walking on the treadmill or driving in the car, when you get home, maybe create a Google spreadsheet or get the old pen and paper out and write down three columns, $10 an hour, $100 an hour, and $1,000 an hour task. 
And we'd love it if you actually uh, maybe posted it on social media, send it to us on Instagram, or you can send it to me personally, jack at clinicmastery.com. We'd love to hear from you. Daniel, have you got anything else to add in and around 10 $100,000 an hour tasks? The other thing you can do is with those tasks, there are obviously going to be lots of tasks within each of those categories. So being able to prioritize those tasks accordingly uh, will help you know what to focus on now. Because it's all well and good to go, oh, that's $1,000 an hour work, but what do I do now? What do I actually focus on? And how do I know that I need to focus on that now? How do I know there's not something more important that needs to be done now? The way to do that is to think about the priority of each task and you would classify it as either important or urgent or both. If something is important and urgent, do it now. If something is not important and not urgent, it doesn't even belong on your list. Get rid of it. But if something is important but not urgent... That's the sort of work that you need to be doing. And it's really good to be sitting in that zone of you doing important work that's not urgent because it's relaxed, it's stuff that only you can do, and it's not urgent so you can take your time uh, to make sure that you do it right. If you're working in not important but urgent, if it's not important, you can delegate it. If it's urgent, it needs to be done straight away so you've got to delegate that to other people. And now that's, that's not my priority matrix. That is from uh, David Allen, Getting Things Done. Yes. And a really handy book to read around how to manage your time effectively. And, uh, and yeah, I would encourage everyone to read that book if you're thinking about how to get some time back. Yeah, it is a fantastic book to read. And, um, you know, the truth is there's no new ideas under the sun. But what we're getting at here is a principle at borrowed partially from Michael Gerber and the E-Myth, but making sure that you're working not just in your business, but on your business so that you can create a clinic that delivers amazing experiences for your clients. If you're after the show notes from this episode, you can head to our website, clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 11, that's 001. And as always, we would really appreciate your honest reviews and ratings on your Uh, podcast listener of choice, iTunes, Stitcher. Please uh, give us five stars if you feel like it is worthy and we read every single one of the reviews coming through. Daniel, that was fantastic. What have you got to wrap up with? Thank you, Jack. Not podcast episode 001, 011. Being, oh. <laughs> being 11. I had to pull you up on that one. Sorry, Jack. Oh, you got uh, me. Well but, done. Uh, well but played. yeah, absolutely. Post your $10 an hour work. What are you going to change uh, in your time? Post it in the Health Professionals in Business Facebook group on our Clinic Mastery page on Facebook, Instagram. All the channels are up there. So uh, it'd be great to hear from you uh, to see what changes as a result of this. Thanks for listening in and we look forward to bringing you another podcast episode really soon. This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. 